is up, you beautiful people. This is Gary Horton. This is this is the NWA, the show celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. It's the National Wrestling Alliance, of course. And I am joined today by one of my best pals in the entire world, and that is the Dr. Rob Stitson. Hey, Doc, how's it going? What's up, guys? Happy day 1011. I'm so giddy tonight. So let's have some fun. Let's talk uh, some NWA conspiracy series. Yeah, some conspiracy series. Hey, I just want to say what what's up to the chat. Uh, Royd, Royd Caps, uh, John Gott, Eric Dale, even though you called me out about punctuality. I don't, I don't need your garbage, Eric. You hear me? Uh, and uh, then uh, Terry McDermott, front row, all of our people out there. Nathan, I see you. Ed Williams, thanks so much for being here. If I missed you, I'm sorry. We'll get to you. We want to know what you guys thought about tonight. I thought tonight was on fire say what you will doc because i know you got a lot to say but uh you may not like uh president william patrick corgan's choice of method in the uh championship series but i i do have to say anything that gives me some solid one-on-one matches with finishes that just go you know one man proves himself to be better than another or woman and uh i love that about it this this Tonight's episode of NWA Power was action-packed, top to bottom, and with some fantastic uh, matchups, I thought. Man, uh, to quote a tale of two cities, man, it, it, it's the best of times, it's the worst of times. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some intellectual schizophrenia going on in President William Patrick Corgan's mind, with all due respect. On the one hand, you have something nefarious as the whole premise behind this, but on the, on the other hand, what it has resulted in is a phenomenal, phenomenal episode. One of the best episodes. My Twitter has been blowing up. It started blowing up by the time Genocide and Sky Blue took to the mat, saying, oh, my gosh, we, we got a really good episode going on, despite what you think about the conspiracy series. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 that's, I, guess, I guess I got to attribute that to, to – uh, to the president being an artist, there are things that he sees that I just don't see, I suppose. But uh, you cannot, you cannot critique the level of competition that was brought to us tonight. A again, the premise notwithstanding, I'm not a fan of it. But the matches tonight, you lay the conspiracy series aside. I would pay to see this this card, regardless of the series. Great night of action. Yeah, 100% on the same page there. And uh, so we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about this championship series or the champion series, I'm sorry. And uh, we're also going to talk about a little bit this past weekend, you and I went together down to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. We were at the Gathering 2 where we saw Camille in action taking on Kenzie Page and uh, Camille's very first NWA Women's Championship defense. We also saw Nick Aldis take on Trevor Murdoch one more time defending the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And uh, a lot to discuss coming out of that. We're going to have exclusive footage, and we're going to talk about this past weekend. But first, we're going to talk about the championship series uh, or the champion series. Why do I keep doing that? I don't know. Anyway, so if you need a refresher, here you go. So last week on the show... You know, they, they paid off no wrestling matches last week with a lot of wrestling matches this week. And uh, so last week it was a complete draft. That was the whole thing that happened there. And, uh, and it, here were the results of that draft. So I won't run down like every single one here. But if you needed a refresher on who's on whose team, we got it here for you. Uh, obviously, you've got your captains there, Camille and Austin Idol, Aaron Stevens and Terry Terrell. Nick Aldis and Melania and uh, Pope and Velvet Sky. So they all chose their teams. And then right after that, they got to find out which team their team was up against and pick up their matches or pick their matchups. There we go. Block A turned out to be Camille and Austin Idol's team against Aaron and Taryn. And as you can see here, these were the matches. So we got the first, uh, first couple of matches at each of these, it seems like. So uh, this was Block A. And then if you take a look over at Block B, B, here's what you got. So uh, this also, you know, should give you a hint of what to expect next week. So uh, still looking forward to Kidzie Page and Lady Frost, Kratos and Tyrus. Also looking at Crimson and the Mystery Man and Slice Boogie and Jax Dane. So pretty impressive matchup. Still next week put should the, be the, just put those back up, man. Let's just look look at what what's coming. Kenzie Page 
one of the most widely anticipated and respected and exciting women's wrestlers in the world against Lady Frost, who is an enigma, who uh, brings so much interest and intrigue uh, to the table. Kratos and Tyrus, two of the big men, two of the meanest guys. I mean, and then let's look at Block B. Let's look at Sorry. Block B there, Gary. I was getting Crimson, there. Crimson, Crimson, and Mystery Man. And then, of course, Slice Boogie and Jax Dane. Slice Boogie and Jax Dane. If you guys have been following Power for the last weeks, you know why this is intriguing. Again, I say what you want about the premise, man. We got, we got, we know for a fact we've got four great matches coming up, each of which are very intriguing, and each of which I'm talking about our pay-per-view quality. It is phenomenal. I'm really excited about these four matches matchups, regardless of, of what the implications are for this series. Yeah, and and I, I see in the chat a little bit of discussion about the rules. We're going to talk about those right now, actually. And just to be clear, so we can recap all of that, what we're playing for here today, folks, is each team, the, the team that wins, all of the non-champions on that team have essentially a free pass to a title shot. Wherever they want it, whenever they want it, they've got an opportunity to get a championship match. And the advantage for the champion on that team is they have immunity from any of those people on their team. So you get the free pass for a title shot, but you can't use it against the champion on your team, which is going to be an interesting uh, thing to see how that would play out. But uh, anyway, that's that's what the stakes are in this. So, you know, obviously the more popular thing we can think of is like a money in the bank briefcase. It's almost like that. You get like the title shot in the briefcase and uh, don't shake your head. That's just people know what that is. That's all I'm saying. All right. Anyway, so uh, then here are the rules for this. So you got tell the rules, tell the rules, Gary, tell the rules. Well, one-on-one matchups, and the rules are if you win by a pin or submission, you get five points. And so there you go. That's easy enough, right? If you happen to come to a draw for some reason, I guess a double countout, or if I, I think there were maybe time limits. I can't remember if they even announced that now. But uh, draw only nets your team two points. And if you are disqualified, the other team gets three points. So there you go. So you can, you can win three points, five points or two points. That's it. That's not too complicated. I don't think. And, uh, should a bracket end in a deadlock, the NWA governing body will award a round one tie break to whichever team should win their contest in the shortest amount of time. So you've, uh, you've seen the uh, opportunities here. And uh, if, if since there are these matchups in block a and block B, there's four in each block. Were you to tie this, you're going to hope your team won in the fastest amount of time. And uh, so that is where we're at. That, that seems easy enough, right? Yeah, uh, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, <laughs> okay, Rob's still hung up on the conspiracy series. But uh, no, they haven't said like a deadline on when you can use these. I see that question in the uh, in the uh, chat. And uh, no, I don't, I don't think they've said anything in particular about that. But there you have it. So it seems like it's just whatever you choose to use it for whatever title you want to use it for, as far as we've heard in the rules. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be for the 10 pounds of gold. It could be for a TV title or a national title opportunity, tag team titles, get some folks together and do that. So it just is a, it's a free reign at getting a title shot. Uh, But of course, somebody like a Nick Aldis or a Pope right now, uh, they would, or or even Aaron Stevens, you know, they'd be looking at, uh, I don't want to have to defend my title against anybody on my team. So that's a, which is which is going to be an interesting one just to be, throw it out there for the women's division if Camille's team wins. So that's a that's an interesting thought. So, all right. So let's jump into tonight's matchups. Tonight you had the very first the opening matchup, and you couldn't have asked for a harder hitting match than this. Tom Latimer took on Mister All Day Marche Rocket. And uh, this this match was great. A lot of back and forth between these two guys and just uh, trying to get the better of each other. Finally, Tom, 
started to get the upper hand, but he just could not for the life of him keep his partner down. And uh, it looks like, you know what? I'm going to take a second here right now. I got caught up in the rules and I forgot to mention this. And uh, we would be remiss not to mention that uh, the third member of the bearded trio is not here today. If you don't see Will Martin, uh, he is on his anniversary trip. And I did mean to say that up top, but I have no notes in front of me. So I just carried on. Will usually Will was not here today. So everything we normally do to get prepared for the show, uh, it, it was a lot more hectic without Will. And so I have zero notes in front of me and it's all coming off the top of the dome and I slipped up. I just wanted to, everybody wish Will and his lovely wife, Natalia, a happy anniversary. They are, they are six years, six years of blissful marriage. Congratulations, Will and Natalia. Yeah. And uh, all right. So uh, Marche ends up, uh, he, he, Tom can't keep Marche down. Finally, he, uh, he gets the advantage and gets Tom up on his shoulders and Tom does a little something funky. It's a strictly business style move. If I've ever seen one, he, uh, he tugs a little with that elbow pad and like pushes it into the ref's face. The ref's like distracted for just a moment, long enough to get some eye raking in there. You know, we won't, we won't say that it was cheating per se. It was just an interesting finish when, uh, Marche's eyes are, gouged there and uh tom hits a stunner on marche rocket and picks up the one two three and immediately five points are awarded to team camille when uh tom latimer takes that win and i'm sorry austin idol your team as well sir but this was clearly the first round pick so 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 it made sense right i mean this is the this is the overall first pick tom latimer taking his victory in the first round Doc. Overall number one draft pick. Overall number one draft pick. And I'm sure there was some bonus money going in with that too and, and whatnot. But uh, I just saw it differently than you did, Gary. I didn't see Tom Latimer purposely take his elbow pad off. I, I've, I've watched, I've studied his career. I can tell when he's uncomfortable and he seemed to be uncomfortable in that arm this entire match. And at that point, what did he do? He removed that distraction, threw it down. And, uh, you know, if the man's fingers happen to, uh, Landing the other guy's eyes unintentionally, so be it. But what I saw was a dominating performance by Tom Latimer against a quality opponent. This, by the way, is a match that I'm very intrigued by. Marche Rocket is one to me is one of the most interesting personalities in the NWA. He's got a rich history. Uh, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of him. He's starting to get uh, a little more renowned. But this is a guy that once took the um, Resistance Pro Championship Wrestling Championship. From the great Josephus, this is a guy that's a big-time player with a big-time future, and his presence in the NWA is going to cause big-time ripples. So I wanted to see this, but there is a reason that Tom Latimer is the number one draft pick, and it played out tonight. Uh, the man uh, executed a finely crafted uh, uh, strategy, and uh, there you go. Number one draft pick secures the first win in the opening contest of the champion series. Well, as Jonathan in the chat pointed out, it's just the first of many excellent matchups taking place on the Will Martin anniversary show. So, uh, just uh, everybody's giving it their all here, and I will I will not dwell on this. Tom Latimer picked up the win. He got the one, two, three, very clear, right in the center. And uh, unfortunately for Marche, he'll have to come back and try again another day. And there will be other days for Marche Rocket. And uh, but right now, Tom Latimer on top of the world giving five points over to his team. Next up, we had the matchup between Sky Blue and, is that right? Yeah, Sky Blue, uh, the prodigy. And uh, I forget, I was trying to think of the wording you gave me for her earlier. I'm sorry. Like the, no, the, the cyborg versus the sensation. That's what it was. Cyborg <laughs> versus sensation. Not so clever with these things when we're talking about them. And he, I'll hush, hush it, man. Hush it. <laughs> the cyborg versus <laughs> the sensation. Sky Blue takes on Genocide. And uh, I got to tell you, it, it, it just going into this one, it always feels pretty one-sided uh, if you're uh, a lady having to take up against Genocide here. And so I always feel bad for poor Sky Blue. This is the second time I think she's run face-to-face -face with Genocide. Although, to her credit, she was much more prepared this time. She actually went back and forth with Genocide, had her on the ropes multiple occasions, Sky looking fantastic in this match, but just 
it's it's often what you expect people come across when they step in the ring against someone like a Camille. It's just a lot to overcome. There's too much power, too much determination, and Sky, unfortunately, giving it everything she had, but just overpowered completely by genocide in this matchup. And that finish just with a power bomb where she just kind of let her drop for a second, then picked her back up all the way and slammed her down and got the one, two, three uh, genocide. Just, uh, you know, as much as sky fought back, I don't know that genocide ever breaks a sweat in the ring. I don't know if I've ever seen that happen. So it's uh, she's a cyborg. So I guess they don't sweat. So anyway, genocide takes the win here and that gives her team a win uh, with, uh, and she was on team, uh, Air, no wait, it's Pope and Velvet. Wow, gosh, I couldn't remember. Velvet actually was not in the first match. She came out during commentary during this one and talked up genocide the whole entire time too. That was very inter- entertaining to hear Velvet explain her logic and all of that. She, you could tell Velvet was interested in Sky and was pulling for her to do well. But she, at no point, I don't think, expected that her pick wouldn't take the victory. Doc, your thoughts? Uh, a couple of thoughts on this. One, uh, mark my words, a year from now, the whole world is going to be talking about genocide. She was also, by the way, uh, if, you, if you listen carefully to, uh, to the, the draft last week, genocide tech, technically is also a number one overall first-round draft pick. Um, you had a separate men's and women's first-round draft pick. So the first round of men drafts and the first round of women's draft is all considered first round and genocide was a number one overall draft pick. And there's a reason you saw it play out tonight. She has got world championships in her future guaranteed. I talked to Sky blue after this match tonight um, and uh, commenting on the fact that she's uh, faced her second. This is the uh, speaks to her, uh, her grit. She told me she's like, I want to face genocide as often and as many times as I can. And like you pointed out, Gary, the improvement on this match versus her first encounter with her is leagues. It's leagues ahead. And she sees that. And being a, a blue chip prospect, a five-star, you know, prospect, if it were college football, this this is this is one that that wants to study and wants to learn. And the what better way to learn than get in that ring with genocide as often as you can? And so she's asked us to reach out and to Get her in the ring with genocide more and more and more. She wants to see more of this. But Sky Blue Hat did all she could do. She gave every bit. She looked fantastic. This was a great match. It was a great and, and I have to say, she had genocide stacker. She had genocide reeling. But as I've said before, when when genocide's in the ring, uh, except with very few exceptions, it's almost always a mathematical equation. It's a simple matter of arithmetic. Genocide's way too powerful. Way too talented. Way too strong way too impervious to to pain. Her defenses are impregnable, and uh, this was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and uh, well said. If if the uh, improvement in Sky Blue's performance against Genocide is as exponential as it was this last time, there's a good possibility we see different results next time around. But for now, yeah, like Rob said, it's all mathematical. All that binary cyborg code, the zeros and ones of the binary equations that occur, they all add up to victory for Genocide. Seemingly every single time she's in the ring. But good job, Genocide, and uh, good job, uh, Pope and Velvet, for that pick. Well done. All right, so next up, well, actually, before we get there, just want to take a quick second. If you guys aren't familiar with us, we come from a show called This Is Pro Wrestling at TIPW Show on all the social medias. You can check us out there. We also have our own YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash This Is Pro Wrestling. If you haven't subscribed over there, we would be honored if you would uh, give us give us that uh, beautiful gift of your sub on YouTube. We'd appreciate it. And to follow along the podcast, you can find episodes of this afterwards uh, on the podcast feed if you want to just listen to us and not stare at our ugly mugs later or something like that. Speak All for right. yourself, Gary. Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, just me. Um, so anyway, next up, look, we have... Look, dog, let's be... <laughs> nah, yeah, just you. Look at this. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I see. Carry on. Another thing before we jump into the next match, I just want to point out to you guys, if you haven't already bought your tickets, they're running out over at Empower at NWA 73, August 28th and 29th and 30th and 31st. Power tapings, all 
from the historic Chase Ballroom in St. Louis, Missouri. That is going to be an epic, epic weekend and first part of the week uh, for professional wrestling. If you are anywhere around there can make that trip, you should definitely do it. We're going to be there, and we are so excited to be a part of that. And uh, so if you haven't bought tickets, uh, you, need, you need to get on it. Also, the pay-per-view is available on Fight TV. There's a special bundle deal where you can get all uh, 73 and Empower in a bundle package deal. Uh, just go ahead and get those shows. Show the NWA you love them and uh, you appreciate what they're doing and the style of wrestling they're presenting. We're still waiting on announcements to be made on what matches to expect. We know Empower, the first all-women's pay-per-view in NWA history, is taking place. We already know that Deanna Parasso, the Impact World Champion, well, Knockouts World Champion, she is going to be there in person. We already know that. Mickey James, of course, will be there. And Mickey James also invited Gail Kim to come over to Empower. And so Gail Kim's going to show up. And who knows what else they've right. got in store. That's right. She she issued an open invitation to anyone and everyone to show up. So uh, more details will come. But this is going to be an epic um, you know, era-defining event. So you, you don't want to miss out. As Gary said, these tickets are going fast. This event will sell out. NWA 73 will sell out. The power tapings afterwards at the chase, wrestling at the chase will sell out. If you want to be part of history, do not hesitate. Get them now. Get them while they're still accessible. Yeah, and uh, another great uh, point, too, made in the chat here by Rematch Clause Radio. Got their tickets for the race to the chase in Gary, Indiana, coming up on Friday, August 13th. You don't want to miss that. It's like almost like a house show they, that the NWA has gotten involved with. We just had the gathering at uh, in Charlotte, and uh, that was at the Hilton uh, University place, and that was an awesome show with uh, a couple of NWA matches, a few NWA alums over there, and, uh, and now also announcing Gary, Indiana, on the way to the chase. If you can't wait that long, Gary, Indiana's hosting – a slew of NWA talent. I saw Trevor Murdoch, Nick Aldis, Mickey James is going to be there. Uh, Chris Adonis is going to be there. The War Kings are going to be there. Aaron Stevens is there. It's just a, a loaded night of wrestling action. So you don't want to miss that if you're also in the area for that. All right. And uh, so now let's get I back believe to the shoot. I'm sorry. I was going to Go say, ahead. I believe, I believe, uh, we we will be represented. I don't know how many of the three of us are going to be there, but I can confirm that Will Martin of the Bearded Trio will be there uh, in Gary, Indiana, uh, for for that event for the race to the chase there on August the thirteenth. Yeah, he was definitely talking about being there, so uh, there's a good possibility. And uh, all right, and uh, so next up on this show because we got a lot to get to here is uh, JTG took on the big strong Mims, the Prodigy versus the Pedigree. That's what Rob said. Prodigy and pedigree in this one. And uh, man, I had a lot of fun with this one. This might be, I honestly, might be match of the night for me because this this match was a back and forth. And uh, just seeing, you know, everybody, we know who JTG is. We know what he's about. And we've seen just how much better and better he's gotten in the ring. He is a true veteran in professional wrestling and one of the best. And uh, he's in here against Mims, who's... Really, his star has started shining bright in the NWA here over the past couple of seasons, and he gets better and better every time we see him. And so it was going to be nice to see the rookie, Big Strong Mims, take on uh, JTG. And wow, uh, you know, if you thought that Jay the God was just going to run right over Mims, you were dead wrong in that one. These two took each other to the very limit. I think even taking JTG off, uh, off his game a little bit when he saw the heart in men's to keep going a few moments there where JTG thought he should have been beaten. We even saw him saying, stay down, like telling him, come on, kid, don't get back up from this. And Mims still kick it out, refusing to go down until finally we got hit uh, or he got hit with the Brooklyn cutter and uh, JTG picks up the one, two, three over Mims and awards his team some extra points. And uh, I believe he is part of Aaron and Taryn's team. Uh, so they, uh, they uh, load up here, but doc, what do you think about Mims and JTG? Man, if you said this was the match of the night, you, 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 you're not wrong. Um, these two athletes bring the best. I'm going to tell you right now, ain't nobody 
nobody is going to be running over Mims. He has grown so much. He is uh, uh, shows so much promise. Um, the NWA uh, president, William Patrick Corrigan, is placing so much trust and interest in him, and for good reason. You saw it tonight. And what about JTG? I mean, this guy looks like the the JTG the JTG I saw in this match tonight. I don't know if anybody in the world could have beaten him. I mean, he looked primed. He uh, you know, uh, he, he had a tough challenger ahead of him, but this was a fantastic match. I'm not gonna say it was my match of the night, but if you said it was yours, you're not wrong. It was a great match. It was a fantastic match, a showcase of two of the great talents, and uh, another indicator of why the NWA is the best thing going right now. Um, this could easily in any in any uh, arena. You know, be 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 a headline act, and uh, I was very very pleased with the outcome of this. Yeah, it's 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 almost tough to even have like to know what to exactly say about this. It's just a really really good wrestling match that just occurred on NWA Power between Mims and JTG. If you missed it, and you're uh, you got the fight t type fight TV subscription, you got to go back and watch this one. It's a big one. It's it's really really good. I see. I think you're seeing. Uh, the potential for Mims to work his way into the main event picture and uh, or I'm sorry, JTG to work his way into the main event picture. Mims is working his way right up the roster as being one of the top competitors in the National Wrestling Alliance. So it's just uh, a lot to look forward to from these uh, these guys. And uh, they they showed it right here. I, 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 I pay to see them lock up right now all over again just because they they put on a hell of a matchup. All right, well, there's one more matchup to get to, Doc, from this particular show, and that is Trevor Murdoch stepping into the ring, and uh, he is taking on Mr. No Days Off, Fred Rosser. And uh, I expected a quality matchup between these two, and we sure did get it. Uh, I, I didn't even know what to expect from an outcome here. And these guys... Uh, took each other to town. Fred Rosser's uh, technically as technically as sound as anybody you'll ever see in a professional wrestling ring and has a lot of power to go behind that. And then Trevor Murdoch is just, well, what can you say? He's like brute force, like just uh, blunt force trauma. Every time he like just nails you with a punch or a kick or whatever. He's uh he's the epitome of the car wreck when you're in a matchup with Trevor Murdoch, like he just will tear you apart. And, uh, Unfortunately, just a little bit more than Mr. Rosser could contain this time around. And uh, Fred Rosser submitting to Trevor Murdoch's, uh, I don't, do you know what the name of that hold was? It was like some kind of, uh, almost like the Rings of Saturn used to be. Like it was, uh, uh, like Tim that, Storm yeah. referencing uh, Harley used to have a similar submission. And so, uh, yeah, sorry, I don't know the name of it, but uh, an excellent submission. And uh, more than Fred Rosser just had nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Again, you, you, you're looking at two, both of these guys right here. I mean, it, both of these guys are already world championship caliber opponents. And, and uh, I think the tweet that you put out, Gary, said it, that whether the conspiracy series was a factor or not, this match is an important match just to see these two athletes uh, lock horns. And uh, you got Fred Rosser, who, as you pointed out, is so technically sound, maybe – Apart from maybe Nick Aldis, he might be the most technically sound wrestler in the NWA right now. Next to him, maybe a Matt Cross or somebody like that. Um, against Trevor Murdoch, who, although I'm not going to say he's the most technically sound wrestler, I will say that he brings a couple of characteristics and qualities that are inherent in the NWA. And that is heart and determination and, as you pointed out, Bruce Boris. When I see Trevor Murdoch, and I've been, you know, as I tell people all the time, everything I've ever said, I've said in the I've said in the plain light of day for the whole world to hear and see. You guys have heard my criticisms of Trevor Murdoch in the past, but he embodies so much of the spirit that uh, just finds such a uh, a welcome and appropriate home in the NWA. I'm talking about the spirit of the style of a guy like a Barry Windham or a Dusty Rhodes or a or a Dirty Dick Murdoch. Or uh, you know uh, uh, one of those guys. When I see him, that's who I see. And uh, so every time I watch him, as you said, there's no telling how this is going to turn out. Uh, this was a main event match. Uh, it was the main event match and was very appropriately so. And uh, to see 
Trevor Murdoch submits Fred Rosser? That's impressive. I'm impressed by that. All my feelings, all my personal criticisms notwithstanding, Trevor Murdoch impressed me tonight in a way that he hasn't before. So that's what I have to say about that. Well, it was the ultimate bounce back. I mean, if you were at the gathering in uh, Charlotte, you saw a matchup where, unfortunately, Trevor Murdoch uh, still didn't come out on top over Nick Aldis. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second. Uh, but here he is bouncing back and getting a significant victory over a uh, well-established opponent. So, you know, props to you, Trevor Murdoch. You earned your team some points. And uh, let's take a look at that real quick, if we can. In bracket number eight, A, this is what we got. We got Tom Latimer getting the win here for Camille and Austin Idol's team. Unfortunately, this uh, Mim suffered a loss, so they kind of just traded back and forth here. Same thing happened because Marche lost to Tom, JTG over Mims. So Bracket A's tied up right now, shaping up to uh, be interesting over at Bracket uh, in Block B or Bracket B, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right now, Pope and Velvet. Clean sweep this week in round one, in the first half of round one, with Genocide over Sky Blue and Trevor Murdoch over Fred Rosser. So Nick Aldis and Molina's team not looking so hot right now, but there's still another half of this round to go. So we'll see what comes from Crimson and Slice Boogie. But for now, here are your point totals in round one. You've got... Pope and Velvet taking a strong lead with 10 points overall. And Camille and Austin Idol, Aaron Stevens and Tara Terrell both sitting at five. And Aldis and Molina with the goose egg right this second uh, for their team. So a lot of work to do there to come out on top in round one. But there's still, like I said, there's still more time, more stuff to get through. So nobody's out yet. Next week's going to make a lot of uh, determinations on who's advancing here. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that, that Nick Aldis and Molina are sitting at zero right now. I mean, th this, this was rigged in the first place and the whole intent is, is to find a way to throw obstacles and to, and to sabotage the efforts of strictly business and, uh, and more specifically Nick Aldis and this, amazing championship title reign that he's on right now. So it's not a surprise to me, as he said, what did he say? What was the quote? Uh, even a Michelin chef has to have quality ingredients to work with. Uh, and that was his rationale. So, uh, you know, it's fi the fix is in. You guys see my hashtag down there. Okay. But uh, that said, I'm not sure how there's any fixing of these matches. We saw clean, clean wins in the middle of the ring. And so, I, uh, you know, guess well, I'm it's all about drafts and I'm not trying to insult or, 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 uh, criticize anybody. You know, I, I know where my abilities are. I know where my strengths are certainly not in pro wrestling. Uh, you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm an academic, you know, I'm a, I'm a scholar and, and I know the scholars that I match up well against and those that I don't. And so, uh, you know, when Nick Aldis said you, a Michelin chef knows that he has to have the right ingredients, he's not insulting anybody. He's saying, look, I'm the one who's crafted the most dominant team in the NWA. I put together, I assembled uh, Strictly Business as a collection of men with com com complementing talents. And when you put something like this together, you put a guy like Nick Aldis in, in a precarious uh, position because he has to be intentional about the way that he assembles the ingredients that that will, will produce the right outcome. You know, I mean – you. I like sugar, I like milk, I like flour, I like pepper, I like salt, but you have to put them together in a right way to produce a perfect red velvet cake, which is my favorite cake. You can't just throw stuff in there. That's what Nick Aldis means. He's not insulting anybody. He's not, you know, saying that, for instance, that Sky Blue has any less potential or star power than Genocide does. It's just that certain matchups work better at this point in the career. Nobody knows that better than the real world's champion. And that's all he's getting at. And that's all I'm getting at. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, the, uh, so the gathering two in Charlotte, doc, we were there, both of us. And uh, we had a blast. Uh, Camille with a successful title defense against Kenzie page. She went on to have another one against Amber Nova the very next night. Uh, so Camille already a working traveling champion. So congrats to her 
for being dominant in her position. Uh, but the big news coming out of uh, tonight would be that Trevor Murdoch picked up his victory for his team. And uh, it's an interesting scenario since in Charlotte at the Gathering 2, uh, Trevor had an opportunity against Nick Aldis one more time since uh, the, the you know last time those two faced each other in the ring was when our shadows fall. And uh, these two guys had a chance to go at it again. And, well, we actually we have some uh, fan uh, shot footage here uh, if you guys want to see it. We'll, uh, we'll give you a, an update on what exactly happened in Charlotte this past weekend.
Well, Doc, you were there live. I mean, that was a big deal. Trevor Murdoch laying all of his cards, at, no pun intended, but I guess there, uh, all the table for the dealer. Uh, there you go. Career versus title. And uh, now the, the thing is, is we haven't heard from Nick Aldis since that point. And uh, even tonight. And, and why should you have? I mean, I mean, how many times does the champ have to have to prove himself? This this is becoming insane where people just decide that they've just decided, you know, whatever Nick does I, or the chance, pardon me, whatever the champ does, I'm just not going to like. You know, well, he Doc, is I, I know that you're this man cleanly up. time after time after time after time. Another, there are other people waiting in the wings, deserving contenders like PJ Hawks, like Kobe Carino, like Chris Adonis, like Tom Latimer, like there, there are a whole host of others. It's time to move on. That's all I've got to say. That's why we haven't heard from the champ yet. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because uh, lucky for us, uh, even though we, we had to get through NWA Power tonight and see the champion series, and a lot of people have been wondering how the champ feels about this. He was obviously very upset at the end of the show uh, with Trevor Murdoch and that victory. Something uh, kind of flustered him about that. But uh, what fun would the post show be if we couldn't give you guys exclusives? And here with us tonight is the real world's heavyweight champion, Mr. Oh. Nick Aldis. How's it going, champ? How do you think it's going, Gary? Look at me. <laughs> I just came in from poolside. I said, you know what? Yes, I will. I will give you a little time today, gentlemen. Let's let's have a little chat about uh, the the ramifications of the gathering two and that unbelievable victory in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, Gary, I. Uh, I was listening to the post show, yeah. you know, prior to coming on, because I want to make sure that you're keeping everything in line before I come on, because I, I know you, I know, I know the type of broadcast journalist you tend to be. So you tend to sort of get out all the things you need to get out without any rebuttal before I come on the air. And uh, yeah, I will say for the most part, uh, you know, today, not a lot of, not a lot of Gary Clangers. But I will say that it is very interesting, your use of language. Very interesting indeed. Because you, when you described what happened at the gathering, too, in Charlotte, I don't recall you ever actually saying Nick Aldis beat Trevor Murdoch clean in the middle. You had to say... Uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out the way Trevor wanted, which, again, just hoping that someone who, who doesn't know the full context thinks, oh, it must have been something nefarious, must have been some sort of shenanigans, tomfoolery, skullduggery. No, you had to say, oh, well, oh, Trevor, things didn't really go his way, or the outcome wasn't what Trevor had in mind. Uh, Why don't you just say what actually happened, Gary? Uh I, I'm not trying to get around the fact that the outcome what it, was what it was. Uh, well, which which Nick, was Nick which Aldis was? beat Trevor Murdoch Thank in you. Charlotte. Yeah, beat him like a drum. Convincingly, Gary. One convincingly. Two, three in the middle. No doubt about it. And no balderdashery. And isn't it just funny how who who has been the most critical? of this this shambolic this conspiracy series who's been more critical of it besides maybe the great doc stinson than me nobody for all of the reasons that i've said several times before and yet guys like you people who are on team corgan who are just desperate for the sake of their own validation and billy's corporate interests doing everything they can to try to get this belt off of me you were saying oh no it's fine no it's a good idea oh well, it gives everyone a chance oh everyone gets a turn oh wrestling should be for everyone rah, rah, rah. and then trevor murdoch decides to try to bypass that whole thing by saying because he thinks he goes he got an audience hey nick aldis i want one more match at 73 and i'll put my career on the line i you know i'm just curious gary if 
if I'd have, if I'd have, if that thing had been the other way around, you know, roles had been reversed, do you think that you'd be teeing this up the same way? Because I, I, I think you'd be clutching your pearls over there. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious what you, uh, you know, what you think about this, this sort of going rogue here by Trevor Murdoch. Before I get to my, uh, before I get to my response uh, to his his outburst and his challenge proposal, if you will, I'm just curious to, to hear what you think. Well, I don't, I don't know exactly what you you want from me. I mean, I, I did say that Trevor Murdoch did lose fair and square in in the middle of the ring. Uh, I, I'm giving you that. Now, I mean, it's completely within his rights to ask for a rematch. Uh, he he does no, have that option. Stop! Stop! It's completely within his rights to ask for a rematch. He was the challenger. Well, I mean, I'm just yeah, saying. No, 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 I'm afraid. I'm afraid you need to brush up on. You need to brush up on uh, your, your pro wrestling protocol. That if, if I was ever to be defeated, heaven forbid, I would have a rematch clause. It's, it's not. Well, oh well. Otherwise, someone would just challenge for the title over and over and over and over again. And and what and, and what's that uh, definition of insanity that, that people like to throw around? You know, trying the same thing over and over again with this, expecting a different result. It's sad. Well, I I would say that, I mean, that match was a quality contest between the two of you. It could have gone either way, and, and, and you did win. Fair and square, I'm just saying, I feel like he thinks he still has some more to give you and still could have won. Uh, you know, it could have gone the other way. I guess what I'm trying to say is, for him... I feel like he's approaching this situation as humbly as possible that he did go on the mic that night and make that challenge to you, but he didn't do it thinking that he was owed it. He said that he wanted to offer something in return. And so if he can't beat you, if he can't become the world's heavyweight champion, then he might as well not be there anymore. And he knew that that would be something you would be interested in possibly. And so I, I mean, I don't see what the problem is with him. As it's between you and and NWA management on if that is going to happen. But what's to stop him from making that challenge? I mean, why that doesn't have to be sad. That could just be a man willing to go all in on himself. Right. Here's the thing. First of all. I think the most incredible part of this whole situation is that Trevor, you're right. It, it, it isn't necessarily just down to me. Although of course, you know, you got to have a world championship match. You need the world champion. So, you know, I don't have to show up, but yeah, you're right. I, it's, I'm a team player. It's, uh, it, it's up to the, it's up to the company, but, uh, I think what's really interesting is that Mr. Nice Guy, Trevor, everybody loves Trevor. He's everybody's favorite guy in the back. Mr. Popular with all the boys, Trevor Murdoch, may suddenly find himself having to test that loyalty from his comrades because what he's essentially asking for is to either forego all this convoluted champion series that that conspiracy corgan's cooked up or he's basically banking on his team winning and then pope giving him the title shot <laughs> and i just think it's really interesting because you know what's really funny gary it's I've had this strange sensation during my time in the NWA, you know, when I first, first came on board, it was, what are they doing? What, what's the point of all this? What are they even trying to do? Me and Tim storm grinding and changing the game for everybody. And then as it progressed, it's like, Oh, Hey, yeah, no, he's doing really good. And then when I'm, when I'm headlining the, the big shows with Cody and, you know, building the momentum and we're going into the debut of NWA Power, suddenly it's like, oh, he's the, he's the best. He's great. You know, 
oh, we love this guy. Yeah, he's, he's done so much for the NWA. And then, and then when I continue to show the greatness, now, now I've been champion for going on. I mean, over a thousand days. days. One thousand eleven days. Thank you, Doc. Now here, now here comes the troll brigade. Now here comes all the criticism. Oh, he's this. He's that. I don't like him. I, you know, he's he he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Is it? I just think it's kind of funny. And you know, the phrase is lonely at the top. That doesn't even begin to describe what it's like when you've been the world's champion for a thousand days. Let me just tell you that. And I think Trevor may get his first little taste of that when it comes time to see who 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 really who really cares about Trevor Murdoch's title shot? Do you think Pope cares about Trevor's title shot more than his? Do you think that everybody taking part in this is just going to be cool with that and go, well, hey, I was the reason I'm busting my ass in this series is because I want I wanted to make a challenge at the chase in St. Louis. One of the most historic shows of all time the return of wrestling the chase. one of the re the return of wrestling at the chase after 37 years we know i'm in the main event we know that that's why tickets are almost sold out but we don't know who's going to be standing across when the bell rings and i'm just i think i'm just going to let this ride out a little bit because if there's one thing you you can you can compare apples and oranges with me and trevor all day long yeah we don't look the same we don't talk the same we don't act the same that's all well and good i can even make peace with that but i will give the man credit he is a a formidable and a and a a, a high quality world-class pro wrestler and he's been at, and he's been at this longer than i have but let's face it you're talking about two veterans but one thing that Trevor doesn't have any experience of yet is when everybody turns on you because he ain't quite got to that level yet. And what's going to happen when these sharks, which they will, because trust me when I tell you, everybody in this business, especially the ones who pretend to be the nice guys with all the charity and all of the signal boosting and all the positive stuff and all the motivational stuff, they're the ones you got to watch out for. They're the ones who are putting on a facade because as soon as the time is right, they get you right in the back. And I'm just going to let this one ride out, Gary, because I ain't got nothing but time. But with the exception of Gary, Indiana, all I have to do is let my body heal up, relax, take care of business, pump a little iron and make sure that I am ready for the chase and we march on to 2000 days as the real world's champion well it's certainly i mean it's certainly a possibility so so essentially we're doing like a no no response to trevor murdoch in this case you just want to see i guess you just didn't listen to the whole last five minutes gary well, well, well i mean he's, he's, got to, he's got to summarize it for all his clickbait buddies no, I'm just so saying. Can, I mean, we're just—he's just, got to summarize it for his clickbait buddy, so they can so they can post a misleading headline out of context. Yeah. Here comes the spin. Yeah, here comes the spin. Old spin, Doctor Gary. Listen, he's, he's got all his horn blowers out there. <laughs> all the horn blowers out there wanting to to do his bidding for him on all the the dirty sheets. That yeah, the dirty is, dirty sheets. This is all. Oh, I saw disturbing. him. I saw him in Charlotte. I saw him at Charlotte. Oh, they were too. there. Hey, but you know what they? You know what they said to my face, Doc? Nothing. Nada. Zip. They were all. Oh, hey, champ. all they said. Oh, all, they all they said. Champ. All they said was, "Was champ? How much for this autograph?" That's what I <laughs> yeah. said. Yeah. How much for this are autograph? Any, uh, are there Are there any seats left? Are there any seats left for the main event? No, sorry, they turned people away. So. In the in the event that, well, I mean, right now, you know, you you mentioned Pope's team, and uh, they're they're looking pretty good in this champion series. So, you are you? Well, I'm just I was just referencing Pope's team because that's the, because that's where Trevor ended up. 
So yeah, that, I'm, well, saying, well, I'm just I, saying. I'm, I'm I mean, using that specifically because that's you know that's that's who he's going to be needing to rely on. And you know, I'm just I, 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 I tell you what though, I, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Yeah, it would be interesting. Right? I mean, I, I get completely where you're coming from. How does it? How do you? How are you feeling right now, coming off the champion series? Uh, with unfortunately, right now, you <laughs> who cares, Gary? <laughs> Gary, you, you Gary, oh, yeah, you know I what have... the number? <laughs> go, go ahead, Rob. Go on. Uh, you you know what the number one rule in job security is, Gary? What's that? The number one rule in job security is make yourself indispensable, and that is what the champ has done. He is indispensable. He cannot be beat. This is a ploy. And in the conversations that the champ and I have had offline, this is not even an afterthought. We see it for what it is. He sees it for what it is. Now you want to play it up. Your boys want to play it up. The clickbait media want to play it up. Plays it. Uh, Gerrymander Joe wants to play it up. Irish Pat Kenny wants to play it up. But oh, this is them. just a facade. It's a smoke screen. It's nothing. And the fact that after this complete conversation, you want to continue to have this conversation shows to me that you have, you have, uh, I don't Gary. I'm just asking the questions that people want asked. Let me, I will say that I will say this for the umpteenth time since this whole debacle got announced. I already had a team and it had four members and one of which was a female. She just happened to be the women's world's champion, the and who's on course to be the most dominant NWA women's world champion of all time. Someone who, oh, 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 I selected and handpicked three years ago. Oh, and the other person on that team was Oh, 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 the biggest stud in the NWA and my best friend, Tom Latimer. Oh, oh, and uh, um, uh, Chris Adonis, experienced veteran, incredible physique, top heavyweight contender. That was my team, Gary. Chris Adonis won the national championship on his second match in the company. If it hadn't been for Usain Pope doing his running, Tom would have been... The, t- the television champion. Camille is now, like I said, the most dominant women's champion of all time. So when you decided to make this series, well, let me ask you, why, why were we not able to enter a strictly business? Hmm. There was zero <clears throat> obstacles to eligibility, Gary. You know what it was? Because Chicago's own Billy Corgan took one look at strictly business and thought of the 90s Bulls and he had to pull his little Jerry Krause and disband us and break us up because he because he thinks it's time for a rebuild. Well, guess yep. what? You're going to need a hell of a lot more than a rebuild to get the world's championship off of me. And that's all I have to say about it, because as far as I'm concerned, this whole thing is a farce. And ultimately, I've got to defend the title against someone. So it may, I'm just, I'm just, I just think I'm just flabbergasted that the traditions of the NWA have been completely tossed aside for this game show. And now that's going to be, and that, and now, and now, and, and because as the world's champion, yes, I do have a championship advantage. That being, I should have ample time to prepare for an opponent, scout them, train for them. I don't have that because I, because even even when the team wins, we still don't even know who gets the title shot or when. It, the whole thing is just it's com- it's completely engineered to put me at a disadvantage. Because every single person in that, I mean, you really think someone's going to win this thing and go, "Oh, I want a shot at the TV title," when the when when the ten pounds of gold is sitting right there? No. So every single person in this thing is studying me is watching me, is preparing for me, and I'm sitting here with my thumb up my ass waiting to find out who I'm even wrestling. Right. Right. Explain to me how any of that is fair. Yeah. It's only fair if you're from Chicago 
if you're from Chicago and you're continuing the traditions of men like Al Capone, Babyface Nelson, John Dillinger, and all these other hucksters and gangsters that President William Patrick Corgan perfectly fits in line with. That's the only way it seems fair. Sometimes. Interesting. Do you do you express this to Mr. Corgan ever? Do you just I express whatever the hell I want, Gary? You know that better than anyone. And look, as far as as far as this uh, this challenge, this this proposal, this statement that Trevor threw out, look, man, I I, I hope he gets. I hope that the uh, I hope that management, and I hope that the uh, the other talent. I hope that they. I hope that they agree. I hope that they cooperate. Because just the fact that he has the audacity to stand there and challenge again and put his career on the line, now he deserves to be put out of wrestling for good. He deserves to be retired. And I say, and hey, look, this is a pay per view. That's a hell. Of, that's a hell of a way to sell a pay per view. You're either going to see a new world's champion, or you're going to see Trevor Murdoch's last match. So you get to see Nick Aldis make history, not once. Not twice, but thrice, by being the first world champion to step foot in the chase in over 37 years, to be the first man to defend the championship at the chase in 37 years, and then to be the man that retired St. Louis zone, Trevor Murdoch in St. Louis at the chase. Well, uh, it's, well <laughs> it's well said. I mean, it's hard to argue against that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And you're right. I mean, Trevor Murdoch has another path uh, to you here in the champion series. Uh, so whether or not you accept that offer, he uh, could potentially show up. Uh, I'm, I'm putting it out to, I'm putting it out to Billy Corgan and I'm putting it out to Pope and I'm putting it out to all the talent right now. Give the man what he wants. Give him to me one more time, because it's about time that people learned what happens when they keep poking the bear. And I will retire Trevor Murdoch in St. Louis, and I will love every second of it. Okay. Well, uh, Champ, thanks so much for your time. He, uh, yeah, I was going to let him go, but he just left anyway. So <laughs> there, there you go. That's the champ for you, though. Uh, so, yeah, thanks thanks for the time, and, and thank you all for, for being here. Daka, any final thoughts here as we start to wind down on this show? I'm not a fan of the champion series. I, I apologize. The conspiracy series. We had a great episode of power tonight. We had wrestling. We had, uh, several great contests and, uh, and you know, if for nothing else, I'm looking to seeing more of this, uh, without the shenanigans, the bald, balderdashery, the tomfoolery, all the things that the champ said, uh, great episode of power, man. And, uh, now I'm curious what's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> you seen you seen the champ. He threw it out there, and uh, I couldn't think of anything. And don't get me wrong, man. I've got nothing in my heart but the utmost respect for Trevor Murdoch. But if you're going to have the audacity to lay on the line and say my career's on the line, I can beat you. I'm ready to see Nick Aldis in this career. Let's see if it happens. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the one who put out the, uh, the call. So we'll, uh, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat for joining us. Thank you for listening or watching. If you're, even if you're not in the chat, we do appreciate you being here and, and we appreciate you watching NWA power with us. So we have, uh, our hashtag NWA fam. We have a good time getting together to talk about what happened. And again, thanks to the champ for taking a moment to come by and discuss this, uh, hot topic right now in the NWA. So, uh, you know, I, I don't completely agree with the champion series uh, not being worthwhile. I actually am having a good time with it. I think it's led to some fantastic matchups so far, and I'm excited about next week. So I'm willing to see this thing play out. And uh, But yeah, it, you know, I, this was the calmest I think all of us have ever been while the champ's been here. And uh, so this is, I, I guess we'll give it that and uh, take it and run with it. I, uh, I guess we'll wrap this thing up. I came back from Charlotte, not only with autographs, but with a severe cold or something, or maybe COVID. I don't know. I don't want to joke about it, but I, I've got 
my, my head is swimming still from Charlotte. But uh, thank you again to everyone. If you haven't already, at TIPW Show, youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling. Make sure you are subscribed on Fight TV and keep it up with everything. We will be here again next Tuesday night, hopefully with our third member of the Bearded Trio, Will Martin, back with us. And uh, we love you guys. Seriously, thank it's you like, so much. It's and crazy. It so- it's like this this anniversary weekend. It turned into a weekend. Then it turned into uh, seven days. Now, who knows, man? Will Martin and, and the lovely Natalia Martin are having their time in their life, enjoying their sixth anniversary. We might not see them for another month, guys. Yeah, it's true. We might not even know. We don't really know that that's Will that was in the chat earlier. We don't know. Could be kidnapped. Uh, yeah, but that's true. Uh, also, really quick, just wanted to say to everybody that came up to us and said hello and uh, that they watch and all of that, thank you for that, too. That was really cool at the gathering. And we look forward to meeting all of you, uh, more of you, in St. Louis at the chase. The hashtag race to the chase is on and... Things are up in the air and things are intensi- uh, intensifying. If things are getting crazy. We're going to see what happens. All I know is you want to be a part of NWA 73 and Empower because much more to come with announcements, match the card, the all of it. It's going to get exciting and it's only going to get more exciting from here. So we hope you guys join us. And that's it for this week. Until next time, you guys Enjoy your gravy cake.